This is Royalty, and this is your loving, gracious, highly favored host, Alex V, the Unproblematic King, episode 89. Uh, before we announce the guests for this week, shout out to all our first-time listeners, last-time listeners, those who's going to show love, those who's going to show hate. We appreciate every single one of y'all. Uh, I apologize if I don't sound as uh, amazing and glorious as I normally do sound. I am a wee bee. A wee bit uh, exhausted after two weekends of vacations. Fun fact, it's actually the most time off I've ever requested in a month since 2016. So I'm exhausted. But uh, let me welcome in uh, the clone. Let's see what other mannerisms I can give for her. Uh, the the about to be uh, returning soccer player to the field. We got Jess on the pod. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fucking exhausted. I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, I don't think I I've had this. Maybe I'm not meant to have time off. <laughs> you are. It's just back-to-back weekends isn't ideal for anyone. I don't know how you guys did it because I feel like it took me all last week to like recover from Texas. And then next thing I knew, you guys were already on the cruise. So oh props God. to you guys. Props. I couldn't even sleep in. We had so much stuff to do. I was like, oh, fuck. But, oh, yeah, I kept telling my coworkers, I'm like, I don't know how they're doing it because I'm absolutely exhausted. So, I don't know. Well, um, just a little thing about the crew. So, I got cut off twice or, yeah, you're um, alcoholic. on Friday and Saturday. But see, it's not really alcoholism, in my opinion. It's 16 <laughs> beverages from the moment the day starts in the morning till three, four in the morning, wherever they stop serving drinks. I feel like if you aren't necessarily a lightweight, I don't even think you have to be a heavyweight drinker. I just think if you're drinking throughout the entire day, you're probably going to hit 16 without a problem. When would you start drinking? When would you stop drinking? So first day when we got on the boat at like two o'clock. So from two to what, two, three in the morning, I got, Six, at least 16 beverages and then christian and matt were home well you did you did get you did get 16 beverages because you got cut off of course <laughs> and then the second day we hit the gym in the morning and i had a what was called a mexican at the coffee shop which was a cappuccino with galua so that was my pre-workout for the gym um, did you put creatine in it no not in that beverage i put creatine in pina coladas and rum and ginger beers and I think on the first day I put in like a, a Coke and whiskey. So I I I, I uh, diversified my creatine intake. Everybody yeah, acts ask, so weird ask, about me putting ask creatine. Ask your in listeners it. if that is normal. To All right, listeners. Creatine. Uh, <laughs> Royal peeps, is it normal to put creatine in your alcoholic beverages on vacation? Yes. Please. Yes, gains are life. You Thank your answers. Oh my god. <sighs> I honestly like I honestly do feel exhausted. Like I, I don't know how I'm gonna get through the show. Like I just feel like like my brain is already hurting to edit this because we're recording this late in the week because of the crew. Uh whatever. Um Jess has played soccer uh on every level imaginable. Uh obviously she played growing up high school for a little bit she didn't bless them very long college and then played for the national team so you know a thing or two about the camaraderie that comes with the people you share the field with right whether it be co-ed now or 
the the women that you chair with. Yeah. And you understand that, you know, when you see somebody so often, you know, tempers can flare, little shots can happen. It's, it's just it's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in uh, this scenario, um, Draymond Green, forward for the Warriors basketball uh, team, got into a little situation in which he uh, had a little altercation with his coworker. So I'm just going to have – did you watch this video before? Yeah. I Well, when you sent me the link, I watched it. All right. Well, I'm going to play here for the YouTube uh, viewership as well as the people on Spotify. So narrating. So we're just looking. So obviously Draymond Green is on one side of the court. And apparently – I see, there's a lot of – words being said about what Jordan Poole was saying, but apparently something he was saying was rubbing Draymond the wrong way. Poole being a Jordan Poole guard, being a young guy, a lot of potential, played really well last year, probably feeling himself. Draymond Green, the veteran, you know, saying, getting in his face, shoving him. And then I just, I just want to go back to this part right here. So Jess, how, how do you recover as a teammate? with that kind of swing. So for those of you who are just listening on the podcast, <laughs> Draymond Green didn't take like a friendly like oh no like that a, was like a full on like I'm gonna destroy your face type of hit. Like yeah, I want like you, I'm gonna I knock like some teeth out. <laughs> yeah. So I watched this and I was on a on a on a football team in which there was a dust up between two teammates over a woman. We were very young at the time, so it wasn't like a very serious thing. But regardless, it was over a woman. And one kid ended up quitting the team because of how dramatic the fight was in practice. Like helmets were ripped off, punches were thrown. Like a pretty serious thing for like thir- like 12, 13-year-olds to be fighting about. But regardless, that, that made yeah. one person no longer be a part of the team. Jess, if, if one of your teammates came at you like that, or or, or or let's just say you 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 are a veteran on the team, you watch that happen, what is your first thought in terms of team stability and what the hell you're gonna do to get fucking Draymond off Jordan? I think that that see, like I had this conversation with my coworker today because I watched the video, and um, I think girls handle stuff different than guys do. So, like, for me, I feel like that would have just created a divide in the team, like, instantly. And, like, girls are going to back up their closest friend. Like, you know what I mean? And, I mean, there's people on your team that you gravitate more towards than others. So, like, if that was, like, one of my close friends with, like, my other teammate, unless, like, my friend was in the wrong for real, like, I mean, you're going to essentially take your friend's side. And then it's going to cause a divide on the team without it, like... You know, maybe on the field, you are you guys are like, okay, on the field, we're cool. But off the field, it's going to be like, oh, fuck this girl. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. I think for us, like, I don't think there'd be a way we would come back from that. Uh, yeah. Like, I've, I've exchanged words with teammates. Like, I can't say that every person that I've played with, I've gotten along with. And I think in college, it's a lot more, like, intensified just because you spend so much time together and, like, the amount of months you're there that it's easy to get irritated with each other and honestly there's people on my college team that i don't talk to anymore and i don't care to um wow at her kiki 
<laughs> no, I keep in touch with the people that I care about. But um, yeah, and there was just like, you know, words that were exchanged during games, after games. And um, yeah, like girls are just like snotty. And they'll just like, if I tell them something on the field, it was off the field, they'd be like, probably like, fuck Jess, you know? But I was just like, uh, I don't really care. But from a punch like that, I don't think that I'd be able to bounce back and just be cool with my teammate after that. Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't know. To me, like this is this is a really tough situation, and you know, there's there's people speculating, oh, he's trying to get his way to another team or something. But like, I don't know. That type of like ferocity and aggression is deeply rooted in some sort of real internal beef with between each other because. Like I'm telling you, that's just not on. Because I've shoved teammates before, like you know, like like you said, you've been in little dust ups. Like I've, it's came close to blows in with teammates with me. But I know if I was to throw a punch like that, it's because I'm ready to dead that relationship. Like it's like nah, I don't give a fuck if you're my teammate. Like fuck you. Like that was a fuck you punch. And to me, like I just look at it and I'm thinking, okay, what? how could how would i handle if someone swung at me like that and i don't know if i'm willing to go back and like go to quote-unquote war with that person again because yo you just did that to me why the hell would i expect you to block for me why the hell would i expect for you to set a screen Mm -hmm. for me why the hell would i expect you to look to to help me out on defense you know what i mean like there's so many components that come with playing with somebody it's just like how how do i trust you how do i look at you and think like yeah that's just dead it's just dead at that point yeah and it's tough because Draymond happens to be an integral piece of this core of, of, of a team. Like he's, he's been very integral to their um, championship runs. And I'm sure Steph Curry being one of the, the, the main um, leaders of this team is looking at this like, damn, wow. It's between and here's the thing. If it was between Draymond and a bench player, this will get swept under the rug. Bench player is just going to shut up because there's money involved, but I have no idea how this young guy who's supposed to be like the next big player coming out of uh, Golden State is supposed to just be cool with Draymond after this. Like, I don't know. Like, this this, this is very Draymond-like behavior. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be very intrigued on watching what happens from this. I think he said he's going to take a step away from the team and then, you know, come back uh, after he takes some time off. I don't know what time off is going to do to this. I, I I feel like it's like, do you pick the young guy? Do you pick the veteran guy that's been there? It's just like, this is a nasty situation for that team. Yeah, that's that's going to be tough. But I think ultimately, I think one of them is going to have to go. And that's what you said. It's just like, it's going to be a matter of like who they decide. Like, do they go with like the guy who's up and rising or the one who's already like, you know, kind of helped them through so much success. And that, that's that's hard. But it's also like, yeah, like the team. Like, I feel like they have to take the other players, like, into consideration as well. Because, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I don't know. That's hard. Especially on a basketball team where there's less amount of people, you know? Like, because, yeah. like, a football team, I mean, is bigger. A soccer team, like, in college, you have a roster of, like, roughly, like, 30 people. So, like, I mean, outside of the field, like, you can avoid them. It's easy to avoid them. But I feel like with a basketball team, it's, like, that's tough. I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I look at the situation and I'm just like, this is 
this is just going to be a very messy thing to watch. It's definitely something that like we're going to start seeing the trade rumors swirl because teams are going to be like, oh, let's offer them a, uh, something that they can't refuse because what they, you know, it's it's going to come down to one person leaving. All right. Well, this next topic, I, I want this to be one of the last few times I'll ever talk about Kanye in this light. <laughs> but I'll start off by saying that there's a reason I've been avoiding a lot of Kanye's topics on the pod. And it's not because I hate Kanye. I don't like Kanye or anything like that. It's just because I feel like Kanye's hit that level of attention seeking where I think he does everything in his power to just be the trending topic. He kind of reminds me of the person who gets popular in social media and now they got to start doing the dumbest little posts because they want to stay relevant. They want to get the likes. They want to see that little red notification at the top of their Instagram app. Like it's just, there's so much that comes with having the vice of attention that I think has now befuddled and also just, transform Kanye into a clout chaser. And I, I mean that by the word clout chaser, because as I'm showing on the screen right now, Kanye with the White Lives Matter shirt, clearly knowing his history with aligning with Trump, putting on the red hat, then denouncing Black Lives Matter and saying that slavery was a choice and saying a lot of things that create a divide between people. Well, yeah, standing, standing next to someone who's blatantly, like, like conservative and has, like, also been, like, super out there about what she feels and stuff. Like, he knew what he was doing posting this. Yeah, as Candace Owens is, is, is by far someone that is always trending on that side with, with Kanye on, on these types of topics. But the White Lives Matter shirt to me was I think it was at Fashion Week and it became the whole narrative and I hate I hated it because I didn't tweet about it I didn't say anything about it I was like nope not giving this man any attention it ran the headlines and even he said like yo like notice how this happened during Fashion Week no one even knows what happened at Fashion Week because y'all are just programmed sheep which he's kind of right but we just keep on giving him the reason to just like have this quote unquote control over over, over the, the the media so he wears that shirt obviously that became that becomes a fiasco in its own right then we come to the point of him saying anti-semitic comments uh which was on an interview with tucker carlson uh, it's, it's, one of my coworkers loves tucker carlson carlson it's a, it's a fun conversation uh let's say he, some of the things that he said was um i prefer my kids new God, of course, it's like not the best grammar. I prefer my kids know Hanukkah than Kwanzaa. At least it'll come with some financial engineering. That's kind of on the stereotype that Jewish people are uh, with anything with money. Um, let's see. Think, think about us judging each other on how white we could talk would be like, you know, a Jewish person judging another Jewish person on how they danced or something. I mean, that's probably like a bad example. And people are going to get mad at that shit. I probably want to edit that out. <laughs> And they didn't. Um, and then he says, Death Con 3 on Jewish people. Uh, let's see. What else did he say? Uh, and then he basically said, like, oh, uh, you guys can't say I'm being anti-Semitic or something because he was just trying to, like, it's just it's just the whole, like, just Kanye being Kanye in terms of coming at at, at, at this group of people, which, uh, as we all know, He's like. He's just be- trying to find different people to target to stay relevant. Like, 
Uh, I don't know. He's just a joke to me, honestly. It's he, just... he, he is. He's a complete joke at this point. Like it's it, it's 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 gone to the point where it's like. I remember Kanye with that old Kanye, new Kanye thing. Like, no, no, we. I've really only liked the old Kanye. This new Kanye, I could just. I don't care about the clickbaity shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what he thinks. I give a fuck that he now does all this for attention. But there's a show with LeBron and Maverick Carter called The Shop. Jess, are you familiar with that show? No, I'm not. The Shop had uh, Drake come on the on the. I was gonna say the pod on the show and basically talk about what happened with Pusha T. And you know everything that happened with that. They had Antonio Brown. Uh, he's a he's a Steelers receiver, and what happened with him and Big Ben? Like they have a lot of open conversations. They don't really stop people from saying what they really feel. So it's one of those situations in which, you know, it's a place to come have a conversation, regardless of what viewpoint or what uh, view of life you come from. You know, it's an open space, like a, like a judgment-free zone. Exactly, judgment-free zone. So with having a judgment-free zone, which I I, I think I do kind of create with with royalty but we, we that's that could be discussed later but with that being said you can't come on and just speak ill things about other people like there's there's a boundary that has to happen well in an exclusive statement to anscape maverick carter the spring hill company ceo said a recently taped episode of the shop featuring kanye west will not air in quotes yesterday we taped an episode of the shop with kanye west Kanye was booked weeks ago, and after talking to Kanye directly the day before we taped, I believed he was capable of a respectful discussion, and he was ready to address all his recent comments. Unfortunately, he used the shop to reiterate more hate speech and extremely dangerous stereotypes. We have made the decision to not air this episode or any of Kanye's remarks. While the shop embraces thoughtful discourse and differing opinions, we have zero tolerance for hate speech of any kind and will never allow our channels to be used to promote hate. I take full responsibility for believing Kanye wanted a different conversation and apologize to our guests and crew. Hate, hate speech should never have an audience. I love and respect that because they could have just gone the clickbaity thing. They could have gone the route of allowing something to create a moment, just go trending off. You know, it's the, the old Kardashian trope of like, you know, and I say Kardashian trope because of Chris, but about, you know, there's no such thing as, uh, as bad publicity. Cut around with yeah, and, and he and he would have gotten them the views, you know, like that that interview would have popped off. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's like, uh, are you familiar with hip hop's um, platform of um, drink champs? No, I feel like I'm so uncultured with that. No. Well, I won't call you a swine. I'll tell you that much. But essentially, <laughs> what what happens is it's a show with two people, a DJ and a former rapper. Um, shout out Nori, no, and they basically, you know, drink, smoke, and have conversations with people, and you know, people get drunk and they say a little too much. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that happens. So it, it's that type of conversation. But in this one, that's not what this is. This is just a whole, like, hey, we're gonna go talk about this. Like, what's going on in your life? Cool, you know. So I respect that they did that. But see, this is the part right here that that really makes me upset. And this is part of the clout chasing thing that I was talking about earlier. But when you do this, and I've said this before in uh, relationships, when you are holding stuff back, you're letting stuff stay in. When you make an outburst, 
even though it's because you've had mountains and mountains of stress and anger and annoyance with the person, because you reacted to something that didn't garner that type of reaction, you now have to apologize when it's you've been holding all this shit in. And in my opinion, this is what happened to Willie D, who says Kanye West's civil rights activist mama didn't die because of a botched surgery. I think she committed after realizing she had raised a self loathing i'm not going to say the word but he puts a coconut in there so in my eyes when i see that it makes me upset because it's like no willie d that is not what you should be responding you're feeding into this narrative because now Kanye is going to be like see look at what people say about me they don't understand my mm-hmm. vision say some <laughs> bullshit like that like oh no the i'm just misunderstood no you're a fucking asshole you're an asshole who wants attention and people just keep on giving it to you and i don't understand it it's fucked up. This whole, I hate our media cycle. Like, it, 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 we, we hype up the, the wrong shit because, like, Charlemagne the God says, no one cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. And all Kanye does is lie. He's like the game, but no one gives him that credit. Yeah, people are just entertained because they just want to see what stupid thing he says next. And he lives for it. So he keeps giving the people what they want, even though it's not really what we want. But, you know, <laughs> I just like and, and then I hear him say, like, oh, you guys are all mad about me saying this about why lives matter. Where were you guys when when I was trying to get my kids back? Kanye that's so fucking different. It's like, no, that's not the same. That's not a valid. Oh, God, I'm getting hot. I'm getting mad. It's not the same argument. This is like You're turning oh. purple. You're turning purple. <laughs> like that's like, oh, oh, Jess, you're mad that I, I'm taking creatine and my alcohol? Where were you when I was dying? You know, like no, that's nothing to do with each other. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, by the way, creatine's in here today. But like I just watched this so much. And I just I was waiting if LeBron and Maverick Carter didn't make this public statement. I was waiting for Kanye to post text messages and I'm getting real sick of seeing him post text messages. And I'm only seeing it because I follow blogs. I follow like these, you know, social media, uh, pop culture pages that, you know, talk, talk about the news. Yeah, that post about all the tea. Exactly. I don't personally follow Kanye. I'm good. But I'm sick of him posting his private conversations with Kim with all these people that are just reaching out to him to question him about what's going on. And it's just like, damn, like, is nothing sacred? Like, like people are reaching out to you to have a real conversation, but instead of like having the conversation, you're posting it. And then Kim will be like, you need to stop posting our comments. And he's like, uh, no, every time that you text me, I'm going to post it. It's just like, like, and again, Kanye's a grown man, but like, I don't know if, if, I was in Kanye's corner. This is like a conversation that I'd be pushing to have with him and be like, this is just not healthy. This type of erratic, just going crazy on people is just not okay. But I just think he's so sick in the head that he's not going to listen to anybody. Like he's just going to keep saying and doing this stupid shit because he's just not, he doesn't care what people think. And, like, even those close to him, even if he does have people, which I hope he does, that are, like, telling him, like, dude, you're being a psycho. You need to tone it down. He's not going to listen to any of them. 
like I just truly feel he's gonna go in one ear and out the other, and he's gonna keep doing this shit because I think at this point he just, like you said, he's clout chasing and he's doing it to stay relevant. But he just finds it so funny. Like I think he just thinks that he's so cool because he's so controversial. <laughs> if Kanye grew up in our generation, he would be an internet troll. Like that's all he would be. Like he, he, would be he like canceled. I canceled. <laughs> oh god. No, see, that's the weird thing is like you know all these other people get canceled, but you know they can't cancel Kanye for some reason. Yeah. Or Jay Ramel. Shout, shout out Jay Ramel. Um, but I just, I like, I just it, it irritates me because I'm just like, man, like everyone's doing exactly what Kanye wants, and it's just like, god damn you, Kanye. God damn you. There's a level of not giving a fuck that becomes a problem, and I, I 100% believe that because there's a, there's a point where you care too much. There's there's two sides to every coin. There's taking it way too far. It's like politics, you know. If you if you're too far left or you're too far right, you're gonna start stepping on toes. You're gonna start being disrespectful. You're gonna start pushing the boundary. Same as this. When you don't give any fucks, you're in danger of damaging relationships. In danger of hurting people that love you support you and when, and when you give too many fucks you become super hypersensitive you, you start snapping at everything kanye's been both of them in like a weird like hybrid version of the two of like he'll get really sensitive about some stuff and go crazy and then sometimes they won't give a fuck and just start like posting it so for me like this whole kanye thing like i honestly think like kanye is kanye is a, a cloud chaser there's no way around it he's just a hundred percent that but this right here i don't support we don't gotta soup to his level guys yeah yeah that yeah like but like you said it was probably just like building up inside of him that in that moment he was just like typed it and then it's just like once you click like send you're like screwed you know and it's just like a second of weakness or like just frustration but it's like it makes him look like an asshole because it's like, dude, you, that was just, you don't say that shit. Have you ever written out a tweet and then read it and you were like, eh, I don't really want to deal with this. No, I'm good. I'm just going to keep it to myself. Uh, yeah. But my, see, mine's like usually like when like someone's stupid who thinks that they know, like, let's just say soccer for example they tweet something oh, can, and can we talk about I'm, it we don't gotta say names but i would like to and talk i'm like about mad it. i'm like mad because my team lost and then i read this stupid tweet that has nothing to do with the game and i just like want to go off but i like stop myself <laughs> yeah i'm about well, to sound i did it i did it one time but that person deserved it so 100 I've not seen that 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 person in 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 in, in, in many moons, but let me th- if I see that, him. That was the last time that that person watched soccer. <laughs> oh yeah, uh huh. That's the last time he talked about any 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 team, any nation, anything in particular. Do not come with me with soccer, because I will come right at you. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I was one of the few that screenshot it. Some people were saying that I was being that that's mean. It's like no, no, you erased the the Instagram post. Nah, I'm holding that. Like, I'm gonna sneak into that guy's like retirement party later in life, and then on the projector put that up and just walk away. <laughs> but see, after like reading, it, I'm like, dang, like I was a little mean. Like I was kind of no, mean. No, no, no. But then no, I was no. like, you know what? No, I was upset with the game. And like, 
I read that and I just started <laughs> tweeting away. <laughs> well, it was on Instagram, but still, like, I just started typing and then I sent it. And then next thing I knew, people were texting me, like, you made him delete his post. And then you were like, I actually took a picture before he deleted it. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, oh, my and God. And he never, he never told me anything about it in person. He pretended like it never happened. And I was like. I feel like that person just does that with a lot of things. He, he, that person ducks a lot of smoke in a lot of aspects in his life, you know, whether it be Little Mermaid, the soccer, you know, soccer game, you know, it is what it is, you know. Some people just be dodging everything. <laughs> and we're not talking about Halle Bailey, all right? We're not that, talking about Halle Bailey. That is our Bailey. But we're talking about, never mind, I don't even want to go into it. I, you think one day I could have the Little Mermaid on the pod? I feel like that'd be dangerous. That might be a clickbaity show. <laughs> yeah, that would be. If you really want to get like your views up, that would be, you know, that would be the show to have. Oh my god. All right. Well, enough of Kanye. I want to ask you a question. Now, you we're not gonna talk about whether you're single or you're taken. We're just gonna talk about the pursuing of a person of the I want to see I want to be inclusive a person that you'd be interested in how far are you willing to go to find love now don't answer that yet <laughs> I found this story and I could not wait to come and bring it on my platform a fake Russian astronaut duped a woman of a lot of money because he needed help to return to Earth. And Jess has heard my qualms with dating apps because I've never been on one, unless you count like Instagram and Twitter, which I heard that some people are counting it as one. So it's like, eh. I mean, those are your dating apps. Let's be honest. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> those DMs, those DMs. Blah, 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 blah. Um, well, it, one of my qualms with, with uh, dating apps is, you know, you, or or let's we'll say Instagram. Talk, well, no, no, I think Instagram's a little different. Whatever. Different, different, it's different. Not. Same People thing. get to see your pictures and they get to slide up to your pictures. It's literally. It's can literally they swipe left or right on my pictures? I don't think so. They can, like, put like reactions to it they could put fire emojis hard eye emojis they could heart it they could play like the like picture game you know when like oh he liked one of my pictures let me go like one of his and then you just start doing that until oh, that one game. of you decides to slide into mouth. the DMs. yeah oh jesus so yeah i think it's a dating app i mean i think it's your dating app for sure like how many people are you talking Two from that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We're talking about this Russian woman. <laughs> How many people did we drunk DM on in Texas? All right, let's get off of that part. But in these dating apps, a lot of scamming happens, as does happen in most type of apps in general. But uh, I'm going to read this article about this. So uh, let's see. Another such case has come to light where a man claiming to be a Russian astronaut scammed a woman into paying more than 27,000 euros. The reason? 
the man asked this woman to pay for his rocket so he could land back on Earth, meet her, and then marry her. The 65-year-old woman from Japan started chatting with this apparent astronaut on Instagram in June where the man's profile was filled with photos of space. The man said that he was based on the International Space Station, according to TV Asahi. After some time had passed, the man told this unnamed Japanese woman that he was in love with her and he wanted to marry her. Not just that. He even said he wanted to move to Japan so they could start a new life together. Okay. Uh, so between the period of August 19th and September 5th, the woman sent, which is the equivalent of the 27 grand of euros to 4.4 million yen to this person who was going to be her husband. He said he needed the money to cover the cost of a rocket and landing fees to return to Earth so the pair could tie the knot. The astronaut claimed he needed the cash for one week of holiday expenses, rocket fees from the space station, and to cover the cost of landing in Japan. After the man continued to ask for more money, she eventually got suspicious of his motives and she reported the astronaut to the cops. Uh, let's see. It's not the first time romance scams have come to light. I just, who is, it's a Tinder swindler story again. Like, did you, did you watch no, that documentary? You, yeah, I did. But if you look at the timeline, it was like from August 19th to September 5th. That's like two and a half weeks. I'm not sending someone who I've never met in person that much amount of money. I don't care how attractive he is. It could be freaking Sergio Ramos for all I know. I would not do that. that you wouldn't? No. Imagine, imagine he just popped up on the screen right now, and he's like, "Ha!" I know it's like my. I get an Instagram notification. It's like Sergio Ramos wants request to follow you. And, and he's like, he's like, "Hey, hola, me mandas dos mil quinientos pesos?" Well, it would be uh, euros. Euros, my bad, my bad, my bad. Oh no, he, he would think that because you play for the national team that you're in Mexico. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, light flex. Um, (laughs) But, see, this is, like, the part where, like, okay, so I have this. I don't feel bad for the people in the Tinder Swindler situation. And I don't necessarily feel bad for this woman. Because, okay, I know everyone wants to find love. I, myself, am single. So like I understand you what comes with, like, the thought of I'm gonna just <laughs> over there. I understand the thought process behind that and like you know oh you want to find somebody but like like I just I don't, how do you send so much money four point four million yen to a man you've never met who he claims to be an astronaut what <laughs> yeah see. Unlike you, like I've tried the dating apps and I've hated them. I'm so bad at them because one, I get bored with the conversation. I think people suck at texting or guys think that it's a good idea to send like the stupidest fucking pickup line ever as the first message, which is ridiculous. It just kind of like, no. Time out right there. Question. Because I see a lot of social media posts brag about the the quirky funny intro line a guy does so you're saying that you are not a fan of that no well there's some that are funny if it's funny okay but there's some that are just like too forward for me like right off the bat and it's like bro slow your roll like you know what i mean and like one i don't ever like want to meet up with people i don't know because i've watched too many like 
the scary shit about like girls getting kidnapped <laughs> or raped and like I'm just like I would never meet like someone like yeah that I wouldn't know so that like for me which yeah but I've done it one time and it's like thank god worked in my favor but like I just get too paranoid and then when I do see people that I know in the app like I just like I'm like oh like I don't want to see people that I know but then I don't want to meet people that I don't so I just didn't work out for me I hate dating apps I don't have them anymore but um allegedly <laughs> no I, I don't I'm just but saying I allegedly just, I'm just saying like no one that I had a conversation with I would ever think about even sending freaking fifty dollars let alone freaking twenty seven thousand euros it's for like, like a crazy story like about like this guy with his freaking rocket ship to come back to earth to marry me like come on you don't you don't believe in uh fairy tales <laughs> no oh gosh, was, i've dated i've dated too i've dated too many pieces of shit to believe in fairy tales <laughs> Wow! Look at me just exposing my shitty taste in men. Holy moly! It's it's the norm, you know. You and I have had the conversation. Okay, we've we've grown we've grown from it, and you know now we are looking for a respectful, caring man. That's what you're looking for—a respectful, caring man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's that yeah sounded like so like the di- distress like no this is not happening <laughs> oh my god and brown brownie points if he's a chivas fan and um yeah what if he wears like a ronaldo jersey <laughs> <laughs> the best part is no one's gonna catch that except the people who know and i know they're gonna text me they're gonna be like hey can't believe you said that. That's hilarious. I hate you. <laughs> oh I hate my you. God. Okay, next topic. Let's no, continue. No, we're, still, we're still here. We're still here. Okay, so I've never made a dating app. So, so take me through how you create a profile. Like, like what, what parts do you think people should put on their dating app, like page, like, like you know, guide me. So, like, pretend like you're making a page for me. What kind of things were you trying to to put on there? Okay. So I think for starters, what guys need to work on is the pictures that they post on there. Because some guys, I'm like, why did you think that this was a good picture to post? And like, to me, I mean, obviously the first picture is like the only picture that you can see. So like your first picture has to be fire or it has to have something that draws my eyes, which for me is like either like a soccer player or like a dog. (laughs) A dog. Look how easy it is to kidnap Jess. You just have a dog with you. (laughs) And then, like, you have to have a little bio about yourself, but not, like, a long paragraph either. Just something short and sweet, like, you know? But that, like, really gives me a taste of, like, your humor. Or, like, for you, it would be something, like, like witty and sarcastic. You know? Like, and something bougie, because, like, you gotta show off that you're bougie because you are. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, that's like Tinder. And then, like, there's like this other app called Hinge where you can kind of answer questions, like, you can answer prompts. 
So like, I think the way that you answer some of those prompts is like big for me too. Like, I don't know. I just, okay. I, I feel like I want to have like a sense of like stuff that you're into and like pictures and stuff. Cause like I had like a picture of me playing soccer or like whatever, or like in a soccer uniform. And then like, I like a sense of like your humor and like the little description that you have something that gives me something more about you before I like either decide to swipe right or left. And which is the, and which is the yes and which one's the no? Right is yes, left is no. So I was this doing is a lot of left. This is married for people, so they don't think I'm stupid. I was doing a lot of left, like no, no, no. You're being picky as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like I said, like I feel like guys don't put enough effort on their pictures, and some of the pictures I'm just like, no. Like and it's like better. for me, if it, and it's like, yeah, it's like for me, like the first picture has to like catch my eye to even scroll through the other pictures. If like you don't catch my eye in the first picture, like you're going to the left. Yeah, because I don't know, it, like the I, I, I don't think I will ever jump on a dating app. Don't. Mm -mm. Yeah. You, yeah, I, you wouldn't do good. Just stick to Instagram. I wouldn't do good. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> Nah, I, no, I, because I, I, I feel like I know, like, I just, I just know you well enough to be like, yeah, you just wouldn't give them the time of day, at least yeah, not in like, I don't a very fast. at least not as in a relationship aspect. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I should be offended. <laughs> no, like, I'm just saying, like, you're not going to find your wife on there. Like the person that you're looking for, you're not gonna find them. <laughs> All right, let's have fun with this. <laughs> Name a location <laughs> where I'm finding my wife. I mean, I can tell you where you won't. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know, let's say where where would I not find my wife? Um, let's see. Um, more part California. I can't wait till Danny hears that part. <laughs> um, Oxnard, California. <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, San Diego, California. <laughs> All right, come on. Come on, you're giving them ammo. You're giving them ammo. And I'll stop there because I don't want to offend anyone or any of those people that you're currently talking to. <laughs> all right where do you think i right, uh, what what location do you think i would need to find a wife from like like if i tell you hey i found i found my wife where what locations do you think i possibly found them a church <laughs> it's no disrespect to the to the people who are, who are very devoutly religious but I'm not, I'm not going to church anytime soon. <laughs> um, let's see. Unless you're getting married or I'm baptizing or going to be the godfather of your kid, I'm not in church. Mm, where would you? I don't know. Why does everyone say church? I would probably say work. Work. Yeah, because yeah. that's the only fucking place you're ever at. Like I, like I am right now. 
<laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, I would, I would say work. Like, either someone that you're, like, doing a job for or, like, a new co-worker or something. But, like, at work. I feel like you're going to find your person at work. So when I'm doing a celebrity's house or something, then I'm going to fall with them? Yeah, as long as she's not a bougie fashion chick, you're chilling. That's, like, literally my entire clientele. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, every celebrity ever. <laughs> yeah, 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 literally, dead ass. Uh, they wouldn't be calling me if they, if they weren't bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the right industry to work in. Um, damn, is there anything else we could touch on on dating apps? Uh, what's your what was your worst experience experience on a dating app? What's like the worst thing you have ever heard on a dating app? Um, just a guy like sending like sexual messages from the get go, and just like telling me things that he wants to do to me. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, unmatch. <laughs> That is definitely not like, the way. I just, yeah, that's not the way to get someone's attention. Even if the girl's just there for hookups, I'm telling you that's not the way to start. Oh, my God. What was your best but, experience on a dating app? Um, Meeting one of my really good friends now. Interesting. Yeah, but see, that one was good because it started with, like, with one of my soccer pictures, and he asked me something about that soccer picture, and we started a conversation based off of that, and, like, we had a conversation, you know, and we were just, like, mm. just nice conversation, and it wasn't, like, oh, my gosh, I just want to, you know, just inappropriate shizzies, but, yeah, and now we're really good friends, and... We met on the dating app. You, you know what? I think I've had that situation where there's somebody who I was like talking to, and I was like, mm, I could see a friendship building here. There's the, that's a good conversation where it's like, oh, let's divert from that side. Let's build a friendship. And, you know, and it's it's cool when it works out that way because it isn't always because <laughs> women are rational. Um, but you know, it's just like you know, awesome when you can salvage what was a good conversation, good friendship because. Very rare to find, you know. Not not very many people can hold a a, a good conversation. It's, yeah, you would it think so, weird, but though. they don't. It is weird when people like ask, like, "Oh, how'd you meet?" And it's like, "Oh, <laughs> soccer." <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to be his uh, his golden retriever's stepmom. Yeah, honestly, yeah. It's just like, oh, soccer, common friends, soccer. <laughs> Oh my god. But now I have a question for you. Since I answered where your least um, chances of finding love is and then your best chances of finding love, I'll let you answer that for me. Alright, so the you worst... Be, you can't be the only one in the spotlight, so like, I'll let you. The worst... But I'm, of... really, I'm actually really scared that I gave you this like platform right now. All right, the worst mm. um, on a soccer field. I'll just start there. All right, uh, let's see. Worst location. I'm gonna start off with. To, to be funny, I'm gonna say Oxnard. Just throw Fillmore in there. Fillmore in there too. Santa Paula. We should put those in there. Um, you're not gonna find them at a bar. I definitely don't think you're the one that's gonna find your true love at a bar. Uh, you're definitely not gonna find them at church. I, th I think. I think that's just a no for most people. Um, 
What's Except if you're Kiki. Uh, well, we're talking about you. <laughs> um, Mill Ave, those who know. Scottsdale. Well, I probably won't find. I'll probably find love with Scottsdale. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Those are uh, not the people you bring home to mama. Why not? I don't go there. Never mind. Um, what could be another one? Well, let's let's put the state of Arizona for fun. Um, <laughs> uh, and then places where I do think you'll find love. Um, Petco. When you go get food for your golden retriever, you're gonna touch the same bag as like the person, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh, this is for my golden retriever." Um, He's gonna be like, "Oh my god, I have one too." <laughs> You're, you're gonna yeah you're gonna be like oh yeah i named mine ramos mine's name sergio and then you guys are gonna be like mine's a and then at the same time golden retriever and then boom love forever and he's gonna like be a huge country guy uh he, he played soccer before but now he like lifts a little bit but he still he can still do the ladder um you know <laughs> he can still do the ladder <laughs> yeah no. i, I want to ask the royal peeps that really quick side note I'm convinced that if they someone tells you that they play soccer, but they don't know how to use the agility ladder, and they are so uncoordinated with it, they're not a good soccer player. That's all I gotta say. You just ruined like thirty percent of relationships right there. That's all I gotta say. If girls, if a guy tells you he can play soccer, pull out the agility ladder, and if he doesn't know how to use it, he doesn't know how to play soccer. Okay, and then Hello? and then fellas, when the girl says that she plays soccer, pull it out, pull out the agility ladder, and let's see what's up. <laughs> be, see, that would be funny just to watch it like kind of go both ways, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, this next part of the pod is going to be spoilers as fuck. So if you have not watched Game of Thrones, I'm mean Game of Thrones. <laughs> House of Dragons. House of the Dragon. It's singular. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Of the Dragon. Yes, of the Dragon. Well, House of the Dragons new episode came out, and the the fellas were mad at me on the way home from the cruise ship because while they were listening to music, I had my uh, sound canceling AirPods in, and I was watching the beginning of the episode. I just, I spoilers if you've gotten this far and you don't. Just look at the timestamps on the description. That's your fault at this point. And if you haven't seen the episode and you know that I talk about it on this podcast, that's your fault. Um, but I want to talk about a couple moments and things that I saw on the pod, on the pod, on the episode this week that I wanted to just, do, to, you know, to have a quick little discussion with you. So Jess is someone that I encouraged to watch Game of Thrones. So she watched Game of Thrones, got caught up and watched the finale. Now she's watching House of the Dragon with that, you know, behind her. So now she's she's a well-versed uh, Westerosi. Westerosi. When Damon Targaryen told Vaymond Valerian to say it, and then... Oh my god, Basically, that scene was crazy. That scene was fucking nuts. And I loved it because it just made Damon such a bad fucking, like, bad motherfucking ass. Because he, it, it made him, like, legendary to me. Because Viserys said, I'll have his tongue. You know how Damon's always kind of been, like, against the, the rules? Even though he loves his brother. 
Yeah, he was like, like he's no. just always been like one that can't follow the rules. And you know, the king says, "Hey, I'll have his tongue for calling my daughter a whore and her kids bastards." Uh, he then just like slices him so fucking fast and leaves the tongue. That was such a a specific detail. Just leaves the tongue like. And then when he's like, and he can keep his tongue. I was like. That was that was fucking badass. Like to me, like I liked it because like, and I've seen this talked about on Twitter, but like Damon allows Rhaenyra to like be the one speaking and he will get involved if he needs to. He's like a pretty respectful, significant other, it seems like with Rhaenyra. Like he really has her back. Like, you know, he doesn't he doesn't, you know, beat her head in with a rock like he did <laughs> to his wife earlier in the season, but you know, he takes good care of Rhaenyra. Uh, damn, he's well, been married three I times. Actually, I think he actually really likes her. Like, you know, he didn't really care for... Well, obviously the first one he didn't care for at all because he didn't even have children with her. The second wife, I think he cared about her but still, like, wasn't in love with her. I think he, like, loves Rhaenyra. Yeah. So there's that part. So so I thought that, to me, put Damon on the legendary mark and he he's, he's somebody who I'm looking forward to see do more heinous shit. Um, to people against the the well, I'll say the Targaryens, but I don't because I, I think they're saying it's the the Greens versus the Blacks because the Green the High Towers Black, which is the Targaryens, and those on the side of the because Rhaenyra is going to be called the Black Queen eventually, mm-hmm. and I think that has a lot to do with her being maybe tarnished because she had premarital sex, you know, because it's not okay to church or beliefs. Or the gods, all seven of them. Look how religion just created all this shit. Um, Rhaenyra and Alicent's journey from episode one to this point, which is crazy because with all the time jumps, it really feels like we've been watching this season a lot longer than just this one season. It feels like we've been watching this for a while. It feels like it's more than like eight episodes already. Yeah. It, they definitely do a good job of making us feel like like we're in we're deep inside this story, like we're like thirty episodes deep. It feels like that, one hundred percent. Well, Renee and Allison, you know, were quite fond of each other, friends. You know, even they did kind of have like a like a nice little bond in the beginning. Now they're fighting on separate sides. You know, Allison cut her. Allison's kind of kind of embrace her dad's rule of like you know playing game of thrones a dirty way that it's a dirty game and all that i'm really i'm like i'm, I'm trying to figure out like because i i'm staying away from the tweets to talk about the show and the book i don't i don't want to know anything about the book i i, I want to just watch this organically and maybe one day if i have the the time i will catch up and read the books which i probably won't but i'm like really curious as how we're going to see this war because the the author said that there should be at least four seasons. So I'm trying to think of like how they're going to fit this conflict into four seasons. And they're probably going to start a whole Targaryen lineage thing. But like, I'm just wondering how they're going to get involved in this war because Rhaenyra can ride dragons. Allison cannot. She's going to, you know, run with whatever dragons her kid have, kids have. But I'm just like trying to like, imagine how this war is going to go on because eventually like all these people are going to die. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Well, beef. yeah, the king the king's going to die and it's like 
that'll be their conflict for a while and then uh, yeah and then their kids i think it's just going to be based on their kids and, and that's another thing that i wanted to talk about like these kids are inheriting the beef and it's almost like you know in his in mexican culture or any culture that has land you know the grandparents will hate other grandparents and then their kids will adopt that hatred for that family because they're like, Oh, they don't have any right to that family. I mean, to the, to that land, you know, I kind of like, there's like a trickling down of hate. This is the, I feel like this is just going to be, what's going to happen to the Targaryens until their lineage runs down to two people. I think or three. Well, people. Yeah. Because they hate Renera's kids because they're bastards and they always hear, the mom saying it and you know everyone around so that's why they say it too which is why yeah. hence that kid got his freaking ice cut but Aymond yeah I'm not good with the names yet but yeah they're just like obviously following in the footsteps and it's it, okay Aegon is the one who was jacking off outside the window which fun fact that's actually the same window that Tommond the king uh Cersei's kid the one that fought that he jumps out to his death from the yeah. that's the same room he jumped out of so semen catch little things like that well I'm, I'm re-watching Game of Thrones right now I'm on season five right now as we speak uh, yeah and then you also watch those YouTube videos. Yes, yes, new rock stars. I, I highly, I, I show just how those videos are, and they show you so much that you miss. It's fucking amazing. Literally, like so, because I think I watched it. I haven't watched the ones from like the first couple episodes, but I think I, the first one that I watched was the one um, after the episode that we watched in Texas, which was seven, right? Mm -hmm. I think I showed you. I, I showed you six because it was before we watched that one yeah or yeah or whatever but the, yeah like the little details that they you know that you are so easy to miss because they happen like a split second but they like are crucial to the episode or like it literally has a deeper meaning i was just like wow like i definitely didn't notice that or like how it was like um with um was it it wasn't aimed with the with like the dragon right what do you mean that when he like claimed the dragon oh aimed yeah yeah, and then like they showed like the significance of the rope being the way that it was twisted, and it's just like what? oh, they do all the research for us. It's awesome. It yeah, just makes the show more like, more enjoyable. Like you, yeah, like, you digest like, more information. Yeah, like I was like, I would have never like known that the way that the rope was twisted had significance. You know. Yeah. So. I, I want to touch on this. So Allison obviously had a lot of problems with Rhaenyra's premarital sex with Sir Bitch Potato. I don't know. Mr. Sir Bitch Kristen because he is a bitch because he got rejected and now he hates the girl. He's like every other like fuck boy that gets rejected and now they like hate women. Andrew Tate had asked. He, he was Andrew Tate before Andrew Tate. Um, but Allison had that problem with Rainier doing that. Meanwhile, Aegon like raped the wine girl, the, or the, the yeah, the worker, like or the, the servant, yeah. whatever she, whatever her role was. He raped her. He clearly has a drinking problem because he was drunk the day Aemon got his eye cut, 
And now his mom is covering it up by basically giving plan B <laughs> to, to the servant. I just, it's just to me, it's just like the hypocrisy in that is like insane. But again, Rainier brought it up in a previous episode about how, and again, this is gender roles in the me, me, this medieval time show, but a man could have 30 bastards, but if a woman has one bastard, she's frowned upon. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Aegon is probably does have kids out there that he that the Plan B T didn't help out with, which Moon T is a hilarious name for it. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's just to me like Aegon just seems like such a fucking prick. Like he clearly yeah, has definitely like, not a likable character. No, and and his face is creepy as hell. Sorry to the actor, but his face is creepy <laughs> as hell. Like he just looks like he. Like he wants to be Dahmer so bad. Like he like like he is just out to be a menace and have whatever uh Westerosi vagina he may uh indulge in, whether consensually or non consensually. And I think Allison is like Did you ever watch American Horror Story? No. Oh my god. There's a mother that like you know, it's it's just the enabling mother. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my son, whatever. Yeah. He's he didn't even mean it. He was just, you know, it's boys will be boys type of fucking mentality. And I think we're really gonna see that come to clash at some point between him and his mom because Aegon and Allison had that moment where Allison said, "You're no son of mine." And guess who else in Game of Thrones said that to their son? Oh. Tywin Lannister to to um. <clears throat> To uh, oh my god, I'm blanking out his name. Oh my god, the short guy. Y- yeah, I see. We're gonna cut that out. But yes, <coughs> what's his name though? Um, um, what is his name? Tyrion. Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister. Before he killed him, he's like, "You're no son of mine." I just got to that part too. So he's he was the other person who said that. So it's like oh, I, I know that part. I he was that. on the toilet. That's you know what? If you're gonna kill your ops, kill him on the toilet because because they can't even get up fast because then their dick's gonna be hanging. It's just perfect time to to kill an op. Royalty does not condone violence or encourage murder. Um. So. Aegon and Allison's relationship is going to be something I look forward to see the development of it. Because I, because I, her saying that means she's been holding a lot of resentment, which means she's been fighting a lot of girls that have been coming out crying out of his room because he touched them inappropriately. And again, I don't, for some reason, because Rhaenyra is so likable, it's like I'm not even weirded out that she's dating her uncle, but I'm weirded out that Aegon is dating his sister or married to his sister. Married to his sister. Yeah. yeah, I like I like forget because like I just I I'm like shipping that relationship between Rhaenyra. I just like forget that yeah, like it's niece and uncle. Yeah, which is creepy when you think about it in like our but yeah, lives. It's, it's just because yeah, Rhaenyra is a likable character, so you just yeah. want to see her win. She just has a lot of re- redeemable qualities in terms of like her character development and who she became, and you know she's yeah, kind of I doing this whole. And Alicent, I don't like her. No, I want to punch her, like, 
Like, I want her to, like, get eaten by a dragon or something. Like, I just think like, she's you just You got such married a to your best friend's dad. Oh, my God. If my computer wasn't crashing, I would play something right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what? Hold on. You know what? I'm going to do it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me zoom into this real quick. Production shit. Oh, I saw this. Yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, um, why does your dad feel so comfortable putting his hand, his hand on your best friend's butt? That's Allison. That's Allison and Rhaenyra. That's why Rhaenyra is so, so fucking bitter against Allison. It's, that's crazy though. Think about it. Like, you, like you're really good friends with somebody, and then you just fuck their dad. But then also, I feel weird with the alternative of him dating um, Leanna when uh, she was like a little kid. Oh, <laughs> that was like watching them talk and her just talking and like, yeah, well, I want to find the dragon. Like, I really want to find the dragon. I think the dragon's yeah, over here. And he's walking yeah, with her like, I, th like, this is, like, this is okay in my time, but this feels weird. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, the show is so good, but sometimes you're, like, dang, the, like, having to marry your family member, that's weird. Well, there's a city that's in Ventura County that does that. Just kidding. We're going to go past that joke. Um... And then the, the last thing I want to touch on was Viserys' last words about the true king, right? Or the prince that will unite everybody. Look at Jon yeah. Snow fucking shit up even before he fucks shit up. Before we even know who he was. And, like, him talking like that. Clearly, they got him drugged up on morphine, the equivalent of morphine, uh, milk of the poppy, because he's in so much pain. And, you know... Rhaenyra being upset about that also kind of reminds me of like, you know how some families will drug up their family members who are ill, their older family members, and they'll just keep them in this comatose state because they just don't want to, they either don't want to deal with it in a negative side or that's the best that they can do to prevent them from having so much pain because some older people do have a lot of pain and, you know, but there's a, there's a deeper connection, Jess. The maesters are these people that are trained to heal people, right? Mm -hmm. The maesters originate, like, their their whole study and everything originate from the same town that the high towers run. You don't think the high towers and the maesters are like this? Close, yeah. Keeping him in a comatose state so that the high towers may reign supreme, may change the well, star yeah, behind that, everybody. He said that. He said that when he walked in when they were, like, deliberating. And like she, like that's what Allison said was like, we need to get you like the milk of the poppy, right? That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And like he was, he even said it himself. He's like, no, like I want to be present. Like I want to, I don't want to be all like, you know, like essentially like drugged up. But that's, I mean, yeah, that's what they were doing because that allowed her to sit on the throne, thr throne, on the throne, and like make decisions while he was like bed bound because he literally could not do anything 
and and it, you know it and it's like the dad through. influenced the hand influenced exactly the nasty hand from a nasty man from a nasty man i feel like damon's gonna cut that dude right up in like season four um, Oh, he's gonna be the one to kill him 100 percent. Or, or honestly i think it might be renera or 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 jacaris the oldest son oh the oldest son yeah i'm no bastard Cuts him. Um, but in his last words, he's talking about Aegon, and this is almost like, and bear with me because I'm not trying to get canceled, but this is like, there's a lot of Aegons in the Targaryen history. It's a very popular name. It's almost like if like a Mexican, like a grandpa was like, tell Juan it's his land. And there's like three Juans. And he's like, oh, fuck, which one? Which one are you talking about? Fuck, we got, we got to fight for it now. Yeah. But he's like, yo, Aegon, Aegon. Allison, who obviously doesn't have a relationship with Rhaenyra anymore, does not know that there is a new Aegon because he claims that, you know, obviously uh, that Rhaenyra is his firstborn daughter. That, like, you know, Viserys and, um, and Aegon, you know. So there's another Aegon. And then he has a son. I love, and, and again, this is no disrespect to people that are neglected, but I love how Viserys doesn't give a fuck about his other kids. And I know it's selfish because if this was painted from their point of their point of view, we would have sympathy. Like, oh my god, the king doesn't even like like think about them as like his kids. He's always thinking about Rhaenyra. But because we're on the on the right side, and I don't even know if it's right side. Like, I I, I haven't read the books. I don't know if Rhaenyra is actually right. I mean, because if we're being honest, Rhaenyra, I mean, she's kind of wrong. Because, like, you know, genetically, you know, it's like, yeah, like the, 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 the Valerian and the Targaryen would make white-haired children. Yeah, like they don't have a right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh, Viserys, when he was awake enough, saw that. Oh my God, it's it's Aegon. He'll be the future king or whatever, you know? Because obviously, Aegon, it's like his fucking. Like yeah. the person he's been fascinated with his entirety of his life. But him having that conversation again goes back to the milk of the poppy and the manipulation of the high tower regime. Because even in his last words, when he was clearly talking to Rhaenyra, because he was so fucking drugged up, he didn't know who the fuck he was talking to. He didn't I don't know, know if he caught there, it. Yeah. Remember what I said that when, when he said, I'm going to go back to, to my bed, uh, he said, uh, Emma. He didn't say Alice. Yeah, yeah, he didn't say Alice. He said his exactly. first, like his wife's name. Because he's so fucking drugged up, he doesn't know who he's talking to. If he was talking to Allison and he knew he was, he would have said a way different sentence. And to me, it's almost as if like, wow, like the high towers manipulated Viserys even at the end when he had no. He was just trying to say, like, hey, my last words, I want Aegon to be, like, the future ruler. But she thought it was his shit, her, her little, sh like, fucking juvenile, her, delinquent her kid. Yeah. But it was Rhaenyra's. But the actor who plays him um, said that he, th at the end, he said, my love. And he was saying that that was him saying, like, him seeing Emma, walk, like, guiding him up to the to wherever the afterworld is. So imagine, imagine bagging and like marrying your best friend's dad, and then the dad, as his old age is creeping in and his disease is creeping in, and all he can talk about and think about when it comes to love is his ex-wife. 
Like you'll never be the ex-wife and you lost your best friend. Yeah. So don't be nasty heathens, but I'm excited to see where this goes. I hope that they generally genuinely come out with uh quick content. They get back to us in a year on House of the Dragon. I'm I'm really dis- I'm really sad it's going to be over soon cuz I look very forward to it every Sunday night, Monday morning when I watch it. Um but is there anything else on the show you want to talk about from this episode? Because, I mean, we did talk about various little aspects of it. No, I think, I mean, we hit, like, the, the main points or, like, the biggest points. My favorite scene was the one where he cut his head off. That was, that was, that's got to be the, that might be the cover. Like, that got, that was one of the best, like, clip-by-clip moments <laughs> Yeah, and it was like I was watching it at work, like I was finishing it at work, and um, one of my coworkers he also watches it, and he had just walked in and he saw that I was watching it, and then all of a sudden, like you just hear my reaction. I was like, oh! I was like, oh my gosh! And he looks at me. He's like, you just saw the scene, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, the tongue. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I know. And like, I was like oh my god. And here's what the fucked up part is Vayman has kind of a point because it's like they are bastards. They're not true Valerian. Yeah, like they're not like they're not saying anything wrong. Yeah. Like you're still like, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, because we're so team Rhaenyra. Like it's not even funny. Like it's fucked up. But it is what it is, you know. Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, if you go for the strictly good guys, they're either going to die really fast or something horrible or in twist that's going to happen to them. It's going to make you rethink everything. So, yeah, Team Rhaenyra. Team sexual freedom before uh, sexual freedom was okay for women. <laughs> you would say that. And, uh, and uh, thoughts and prayers to um, Sir Harwin Strong because he seemed like he was going to – like he seemed like such a – he seemed like he was like – Look, I, I'll love Rhaenyra, and I'll have kids with her, and I'll help raise the kids, but I won't ever overstep my boundary because I respect her and her role for um, the kingdom. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was really noble of him because she was in a marriage that she didn't want to be in, but she was in out of, like, respect to her father following the prophecy. Yeah. And her cousin wouldn't have sex with her clearly because they wouldn't have kids because part of me i wanted to like strangle her uh her cousin because it was like dude just just ha- give her one baby that has white hair and none of this is a problem like none of it yeah literally just have one or like the first one like literally. yes that's or, like, all you bring, had to do like bring your partner in and like just like you know do it inside of her and like there have your child and then let you be free and her be free and no one would ever question as long as it's a first born son. All right. This will be the last point. Cause I feel like we're, we're, we're going to just keep on talking because there's so much to dig into this, but do you remember, um, uh, Renly Baratheon, the, the King with the, with the crown that was like this. And it was the, it had, um, uh, fuck, I, I'm forgetting her name, but it was the girl who ends up marrying Joffrey and, uh, Tor- Tormund, like, like the guy she was engaged to first. Oh, the one with like the I'm looking him up because I don't remember. It's like the it looks like a tree trunk. What well, is a tree trunk? Like the crown. Yeah, on his no? head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. And basically like it was um it was a like he was he was gay and he was in the closet yeah, and he was for, hooking up for with Laura's, her brother. For, 
Loris, yes. He was Lawrence, hooking up whatever. he was hooking up with the brother of, of the queen he was engaged to. Jess's best manager, and he uh, blesses my body with uh, maintenance uh, once a week. So God bless him. Yeah, and he's also the best PT, I guess. Wow, that's a, that's so ingenuine. Wow, wow. Jess wants to be Allison, Allison so bad. All right, Jess, <laughs> final thoughts. No, um, huh. oh my gosh, we covered so much. I don't even know. Um, oh, I'll just go with. Like with the teammate part, don't punch your teammates in the face. Stop giving Kanye West the clout that he so desperately desires. And that's that.
Yeah, for me, uh, Draymond, you're you you're probably out of here. So welcome to the Lakers. Um, number two, <laughs> number two, Kanye is a certified cloud chaser, and uh, yes, I do miss the old Kanye. I don't want the new Kanye. And don't fuck your best friend's dad, or you'll ruin the realm for thousands of years or hundreds of years. Um, He'll never well, love you, and you'll lose your best friend. Yeah, exactly. And you'll have a kid that jacks off outside his window and then rapes servants. So a lot that you're losing and you did not gain very much. I mean, if she becomes the queen at some point, I guess maybe. I mean, she is technically the queen now. So I guess I guess I guess if she's like doing the Cersei Lannister thing of like, I have it now. It's mine. Um, But yeah, but there's a beauty in transparency. There's a beauty in discrepancy. This is royalty with love.